Welcome, dear listener, to yet another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and with me is my co-host for this week, Michael Van Dorsa, MVD. How are you? I hope you're doing well, unlike your Hawks and unlike my Bombers. Doing very well. Thanks, Casper. Doing very well. I'm stoked. I actually got nine in my footy tips this week, so I'm getting some money back from that. So I'm very happy with that. Nicely done. Nicely done. I'm glad. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm glad that no one, I, I hope that no one has listened to my football tips and then decided to make bets off of said footy tips because uh, it's been a shambolic effort from me this season. Although I did get seven out of nine last round, so not too bad. Not too bad. Dad still has a uh, massive lead over me in the uh, in the father son footy tipping competition. Um, well, I'm slowly I'm slowly making my way up the ladder at work. Started eighteenth. Nice. Um, started one week later than everybody else because I changed jobs and yeah, I've slowly made it up to thirteenth. So I'm equal with Hawthorne. No, I'm actually in front of Hawthorne at the moment. Um, there you go. There you go. Dark horse for the finals, yeah. I reckon. Um, uh, pushing, pushingly, we'll go with that at least anyway for now. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get on to uh, round yeah. 13. The Indigenous round, it was an incredible round. Two games in Darwin. We had some amazing results. We had some results that were expected and we had some controversial results. Uh, but first, we'll discuss the top two highlights and the top two lowlights. Uh, you could go first, MVD. What was one of your highlights? Uh, my highlights for the weekend, uh, I think everyone's been talking about it. And I think it's definitely been a, a, the highlight of the weekend for mine was um, Darwin Saturday night, dream time at the D. Um, the <laughs> match... Uh, you you wouldn't have thought it watching it that the match was going to live was living up to it, but the score like to only be two goals difference and all that sort of stuff. Considering Richmond had what twenty three shots on goal, Essendon mm. had eleven. Unbelievable! Like it actually was actually not too bad. And I um I know you want to talk about it later on and all that, so I won't go into too much detail now. But that for me was one of the highlights of the weekend, um, and possibly probably. Uh, Probably the way the dogs came back for, against Melbourne as well. Mm. They're showing that they're they're not going to take they're not going to be lying down uh, come the back end of the season. So um, I think they were down at half time uh, by, uh, by only by a handful, but uh, to come back and the way they came back was pretty strong. So yeah, they're my two highlights. What about you? I think for me the and I know I'm not super confident on this team being able to perform in their hub that they're about to go into for the second time this season. But I think the Eagles uh, did what they had to do and they got the job done fairly comfortably. They've been the most impressive team for the last two months, really the the last month, well, month, month and a half. Um, It's been an incredible effort for them to bounce back because after round four or five, you know, they're sitting like 16th on a ladder and people are saying, whoa, hang on a second. Can the Eagles actually miss September or October For whenever sure. finals are? And now it's like, whoa, who's going to stop them? So I think the Eagles look awesome at the moment. Remains to be seen how they're going to go in Queensland, but uh, not all the best to them. And I think as well, absolutely the two games in Darwin 
have to be. I would love for the AFL to take two games to Darwin every year in the Indigenous round. And I think Saturday, and we'll discuss this, um, we'll discuss this later on in the big talking points, but I would love to see the Dreamtime clash played in the NT more often. I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. I think it, uh, I think it was really well done and really well handled. Um, just there was controversy around it, but at the same time, I think they did a really good job. The AFL taking it up there, and and I'm with you. I'd like to see it up there as well, uh, where possible. I don't think it will because I'll get ninety thousand at the G. And then, to be perfectly honest, the way the AFL is losing money hand over fist at the moment, um, they'll want to try as many bumps on seats as possible. But I reckon there's definitely room for it or scope for it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, absolutely, it's possible. It's possible. Now, unfortunately, but, sorry, you go. I was just going to say I was going to throw to you and ask you what was your disappointment of the weekend. Sydney, um, two goals in a game of football, the lowest score for the team since the late 1970s, the lowest score. Since their move to the Harbour City, uh, yikes, what can I say? It was um, really, really, really bad showing. Kicked the first goal of the game and then only kicked one more after. It's not good. Not good enough. Not good enough. Um, And it just shows the fact that they're a bottom bottom four, bottom five team this year. The Swans, you know, up for so long. Uh, Last year was a bit tough. This year it's tougher. Uh, Next year might be tough as well. But there's some good young players, the Swans. It's just they're still reliant. I think too reliant on some of their older stars. So if we could see some youngsters pop up and kick goals, especially if Papley's going to leave to Carlton. If Papley leaves to Carlton and if Buddy can't get his body right, then who's going to kick goals for the Swans? Maybe Joey Danner. I don't know. But you can't, you can't bag on Joey Danaher coming up to Sydney. So you can't say that's absolutely going to happen and put all your eggs in the one Joey Danaher basket. So for me, that absolutely has to be my biggest disappointment as well as one of my lowlights. I think one of my other lowlights is probably the umpiring. We'll discuss this later. But Port Adelaide v. Hawthorne, second half. Port Adelaide, 14 free kicks. Hawthorne, none. And once again, we saw on Saturday night the umpires falling for staging twice in the Richmond Essendon game, and similarly to the GWS Essendon game with the Callum Ward incident, it resulted in a major, major, major disadvantage for Essendon. And yes, I'm a salty Essendon supporter. So what? Come at me. Do you really blame me? I mean, come on. Once in a season is bad enough. But it's happened twice now. Um, for you, MVD, which team was your biggest positive this weekend? My biggest positive. Um, ooh, I think the fact that Brisbane were able to win ugly, mm. the way they, yes, they fell over the line. Um, and it just brings my mate saying into complete truth. He barracks for St Kilda. He wants them to lower him down in the gra- in the grave when he gets when he dies because they keep so he can let them down one more time. Um, I love that saying. But, but I think um, they didn't kick a goal after well after three quarter time. They kicked one goal one and secured a what 
one goal three. So they had their opportunities, um, the Saints, to win that one. But the fact that Brisbane did enough um, at where I believe is going to be the grand final, I think they're going to be okay. That was my positive, I think, out of the weekend for for the clubs. They are hard to beat in uh, at the Gabba. They're very, very hard to mm. beat. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to because they lost only three games there in 2019. They played 13 times at the Gabba last year, and they lost wow. only three times. One of them was by only three points against the Giants, and that's because the umpires missed a blatant throw in the final few stages of that game. So they are very difficult to beat up there, and they have a pretty favorable run home because they've played – you know, they played Geelong already. They played the Dogs already. They played the Eagles already. They played Port. They played the Tigers. They've played St. Kilda. That's a pretty good list of teams that you've already played to set yourself up well for the finals. So I think they're well placed, the Lions. Uh, mm. Their goal kicking has to improve, though. It has to. That improve. is a big, yeah, that is something that I definitely need to do. So I don't know what, what about- it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe at the Gabba behind the goals set like a um, a red target or a massive kick it here sign so that they can actually, you know, have somewhere to kick to. Cause I don't know if they have to like focus on one particular spot in the audience or in the, in the stands and just kick it towards I don't know. So it's all the different colored chairs that they've got up there. Yeah, exactly. Say like, okay, you've got to kick it to that yellow chair in the second, second tier. You got to focus on that. I don't know. It's, it's a problem though for Brisbane. I think for me, the biggest positive has to be the Bulldogs. You touched on them before, but it was a game that at halftime, Melbourne supporters and the Melbourne Football Club were probably feeling pretty good about themselves, have had three very comfortable wins uh, in the last few weeks that helped their percentage, and then leading against uh, a team that's similar to them in terms of the ladder position by seven points, they would have felt pretty good about themselves. And then about half an hour later, they would have felt absolutely terrible about themselves. It was a domination, a dog domination in the last quarter. The dogs dominated the D's in the third quarter. How about that for alliteration? Um, can bad. you tell, can you tell I did really, really well in grade 12 English? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the dogs, the dogs were awesome. Uh, absolutely. Now. Fair enough. Biggest disappointment? Uh, biggest disappointment. Uh, I feel like I did we did we touch upon? I, we may have. Touched I reckon upon you went, it already. You might have touched on it with the low lights and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think my biggest disappointment was the umpiring, mm. but mm. I'm not going to talk into it too much because you <laughs> want to talk about it in a little bit. So I'll leave it there. Let's talk about yeah. it right now. The second part of the podcast, dear listener, the talking points. Right. So the umpiring. Uh, in particular, in the Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, and Richmond Essendon games. Now, I know, I know you're, you're a Hawthorne supporter. Uh, did you watch the full, full game, game on Saturday? I watched, I zoned in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing other things around the house, and to be perfectly honest, I was, I was getting updates from, from a mate who's an avid, uh, more avid Hawthorne supporter than what I am, if you can believe that. Um <laughs> But he was like, oh, what's going on and all that sort of stuff. So I had to tune in a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, when they were saying, was Hawthorne, like I was looking through social media and I hadn't seen 
anything. I've never seen anything like that before. Like mm. the talk about from football supporters or football people saying Hawthorne have not had a free kick this quarter. And it wasn't like that they were second to the ball a lot of the time. It was it was more the fact like it, I just I couldn't believe it. I I honestly couldn't believe it. And to be honest, we got within ten points. If we had have got maybe two free kicks even in that second half, it could have been a completely different story. We could have won by four points. Um, would have ruined my ninth tip round. But hey, let's be honest. <laughs> trying to trying to in regards to it, uh, the umpiring this year. I don't know whether it's been people have been worried about what's going on and all that sort of stuff in the world. But the umpiring this year has been for mine below par and to be perfectly honest it's not just the afl i watch nrl as well and i know it's not an nrl podcast and i talk to people up in the northern states and all that and they said the nrl umpiring has been just as bad if not worse than what the afl umpiring is wow so is that it's a it's a nationwide problem Mm. on so many different levels is that what what's causing it that's the issue i'm trying to figure out is it this year and how terrible this year has been because I, I, what, I must admit, I did watch all of the Essendon Richmond game. I watched more of that game than what I did my own team. <laughs> um, but that was very, very disappointing as well. I was disappointed for for Essendon. There was some. I was shocked when they came back from an ad break, an ad break, and said, "Oh, by the way, the ga- the goal's been taken off McDonald, Tip, and Woody mm. in the second quarter or something for a free kick." And you look at it and go, "Really? Where was the free kick?" Um, so I, I'm not one to bag out the umpires, but I am wondering what is going wrong. Did you, by the way, by the way, uh, read this earlier today. I, I can't believe this, right? So Richmond not only had success with Tom Lynch getting off, um, they also are now deciding to challenge the diving fines because, um, both Grimes and, uh, Lostin got, fine for their dives in during the uh, Essendon game. And now the Tigers are appealing those decisions. Come on, Richmond. What the heck? You already taken the point. Stop rubbing salt into the wounds. Um, in terms of the bad umpiring, right. Uh, to be honest with you, and this could just be because I've read a lot of angry comments from NRL supporters. And supporters are 99% of the time, if it's a close game, going to blame the umpires anyways. Mm. Um, so maybe I've just read too many Facebook comments about that. But I've always had the assumption that NRL refereeing is terrible. That's just, I don't know, that's just my... And there's someone who doesn't watch the game. I don't really understand a lot of the rules. But from what I've read, a lot of the umpires don't seem to understand the rules either. And maybe that's the issue with the AFL this season, right? Because I remember during the Brisbane Essendon game, I think it was, Bruce McAvaney mentioned how, um, you know, the AFL was seemingly changing the rules in between rounds. And so that's why the umpires were like getting confused. Like what is holding the ball? What is dropping the ball? Like how much leniency do we give to a, to a disposal or not? Uh, what's a dangerous tackle? What's not a dangerous tackle? 
and to be honest with you if if that is the case i don't know if that is the case but if that is the case that is ridiculous we shouldn't be changing the rules in between rounds and i think the afl has messed with the rules too much in general over the last few years they introduced the 666 rule to to help increase scoring and obviously this year you got an asterisk with the with the shortened quarters but even last year it didn't help i remember last year round one yeah exactly round one it was like the lowest scoring round since the six since the mid 60s it's like well hello obviously that rule didn't work and Mm. i'm normally not one to bag a low scoring game because i'd rather see a low scoring close game than a high scoring blowout but the rules haven't helped and so just for one off season i would just like to see the afl just leave the rules alone i should also mention um in regards to Dylan Grimes, uh, it is absolutely disgusting that he has gotten death threats. From, oh yeah, from uh, from Essendon supporters uh, on social media after that game. Okay, right. I understand the frustration. Believe me, I understand the frustration. All right. My dad understands his frustration too. He actually, I can't believe this, right? He's never done this before. He was so upset about the Boston 50-meter penalty paid against Tom Bell Chambers. He actually walked out of the room. He walked out of the room. He's never done that before. I've never seen him walk out of the room before while watching anything. I could not believe it. We could not believe it, right? But that does not give you the right to threaten. Don't threaten anyone in general. But over a sporting game, come on. With so much terrible things happening in the world at the moment, you're going to threaten someone over a football match? Get over yourself. Yep, completely agree with you. Um, And the same to be said in regards to those that went to uh, Callan Ward as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, now, and this is going to sound really bad, but Essendon supporters at the moment are not getting the greatest of reputations. <laughs> yeah, um, we're a bunch of ferals. And, and, and I'm saying that it's 95% of them that are doing... Uh, to social media so everybody soon enough there'll be like i even saw sydney um turned off all their comments mm. on their social media profiles because um for what was it the uh well-being of their players and that was um midway through the third quarter or something i couldn't believe it like that was the description that was given out because like they stopped Someone got grumpy with them because they stopped um, stopped tweeting allegedly and all that sort of stuff. But mm. yeah, here we go. Um, so I got I uh, the one of the media people at Sydney Swans. I just found the tweet. Uh, got called a clown by a teenager for turning off commenting due to abusive comments. Of course, fans can be upset by a side's performance, but things are going too far, and I. I will always do what I can to protect our players from it. Uh, And then, so the comment was on their their Twitter handle, posting the scores and disabling comments on your last post and put two clown emojis. And then they've replied with, we did post the scores as we do every game, but have, yeah, um, 
we unfortunately had to disable comments on the last post to protect the mental health of our players who shouldn't be verbally abused. Now, when you're getting to that, shaping up people, come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Sorry. I don't like it. on a bit of a rant there. No, 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 no. Look, look, I, look, I completely agree with you. Um, And it reminds me when uh, Melbourne, back in like 2013, when Melbourne were really, really bad, and they lost to us by like 148 points. It was a hammering. And they were walking off the ground and they had supporters booing at them and hissing at them. I think even spitting at Mm. them. And, you know, just watching that, it's like, you don't want to watch that. Come on. And, you know, footballers, people forget, especially all these keyboard warriors. I would love to see. I would love to see the people who leave these comments go out there, put on a jumper themselves and see how they would go in an AFL game. Yeah. Not going to happen. No. No, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Right? You can leave. I think constructive criticism is good. Right, it's like mm. when you leave a, a a review for a restaurant, you don't insult the or shop. a review for our for a re- review for our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right, please, constructive criticism, welcome, but please don't abuse us. So it'd be great if you could avoid doing that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Oh no, beforehand, I know, I know, I didn't write this uh, in the talking points list that I sent to you earlier, but now that we've brought up the abuse. Um, another player, Michael Frederick of the Fremantle Dockers, um, I should look that up just to clarify that it was indeed him, has said that uh, on social media he was the victim of racism. And yet again, we have to have this discussion because bigots can't help themselves from deciding to be absolute morons. Absolute morons. Uh. And I don't. I don't get it. I f- you don't have a right to do it, guys. Come no, on. You don't have a right to do it. Okay? Stop being a bigot. Grow up and actually learn to be empathetic and be kind to others. It goes a long way. Yeah, it says here, the Fremantle Dockers released a statement saying that they strongly condemn the vile and racist abuse sent to young forward Michael Frederick on social media following Saturday night's game against Sydney. Uh, the message to Frederick is the latest in a string of racist messages targeting players in the AFL in recent years. It's, it's just got it. It just has to stop right from Adam goods to Eddie Betts to Michael Frederick to Majak door. Just you are proving yourselves to be medieval in thinking. If you think that it's okay to say the things you are, Right, because so, I don't think the things you are saying would have even been all right in the 1950s. This is the 2020s. Get with it. It's archaic thinking, and just I'm sick of talking about it. To be perfectly honest, because it keeps shedding light on these absolute lunatics. That's true. Um, and it says it calls them out. I mean, yes, it calls them out, but at the same time, it puts it sheds the light on who they are and what they are. I mean, guys, come on. Yeah. Let's, let's. Can we all love each other? Can yes. we go back to that at, at some way, shape, or form? Like, so much negativity in the world. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting tired of it. To be perfectly honest. Yep. Yep. Sorry. No, I that's fully, a flattener, but I it's just agree. one of those things where I'm sitting there going, "Nah, it's just, it's just not on." Yep. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. I agree with that. 
um, and Michael Frederick, if by some miracle you're listening to this, um, we hope that you're doing okay, and we're so sorry that you had to deal with what you had to deal with, um, and we hope that you have a long and fruitful career. You're a very exciting player. He's a very good footballer. Oh, such a good footballer, and I tell you what, if Fremantle, when Fremantle wins a premiership, their first premiership, he's going to be in the team. I almost have no doubt about that. There were some good good players that made their debut this week, mm. including including one from your club, a little mozzie that should be uh, Moz. Mozzie, apparently. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you guys not uh, not uh, snapping him up, but man, he's so exciting. Oh, that running he, goal that he gee, he buzzes around a fair bit, doesn't he? Ha ha ha! If I had a drum, I would do that. Do do. Uh, I see oh, what you dear. did there. I see what you did there. Okay, we gotta move. We gotta move on. Um, yep. To the top six, they are pretty much set to make finals, unless something like catastrophic happens to them. The finals will feature Geelong, West Coast, Richmond, St Kilda, Brisbane, Port. In whatever order, they're probably going to finish in the top six. Now. Uh, the teams that can still make it, there are teams who like are dark, dark, dark horses. You know, you got your Hawthorns and your Fremantles and your Gold Coast who can mathematically still make it. Can but, we still mathematically make it? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm giving you guys too much credit. Um, we need five wins to get to nine. And I suppose the, they're only on eight, uh, seven at the moment, so... We'd have to win five out of five. I don't see that happening. <laughs> mm. I mean, we got Essendon this week, so that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. Bring this up a little bit. I was going to bring Ooh. this up later. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. But we should discuss the five teams that remain anywhere from a very good chance, six teams, anywhere from a very good chance to a very distant chance of making the finals are Collingwood, Bulldogs, Melbourne, GWS, Carlton and Essendon. Now, out of these remaining teams, which two are going to make it? Actually, let's discuss why each of those teams can make it and why each of those teams can't. Uh, we'll go first with the Bulldogs. Why do you think the Dogs can make it if they can? And why can't they? I don't know why they can. I don't know. A lot of it, I can't even remember my top eight that I gave you the last time I was on with you because um, it's changed probably three or four different times. The Bulldogs have got a buy in round 15. So they play, who they play? They play Geelong. They got the buy. Then they play West Coast, um, Hawthorne. And who do they play in the last round? They play Fremantle. I'm giving them three wins. I'm giving them three wins. Um, I don't see them beating... I'm not sure about... I am so not sure about West Coast. It's not funny. Yeah. I'm, giving the dogs th- I'm giving the dogs three wins, though. Okay. Out of their last four. Out of their last four. Yep. All right? I'm banking on them losing to West Coast at this stage. So that would take them to... What are they? That would take them to 10 wins. And people are saying 10 wins is going to be the way to go. They need to get a better, bit better percentage, but... I'm giving them th- three out of four wins. I reckon. Yeah, I just get the feeling they'll win it. They'll they'll get they'll sneak in. 
Should be interesting. Should be yeah. very interesting. Why can't Why can't they? Uh, I think they've got to, they've got to, they've got a tougher draw home. I reckon, or they've got a tough draw home. Mm. I think. I mean, they, I'm giving them three wins, but the fact they've got the buy in there, they play a couple of sides that could make a difference. Um, yeah. So that's probably the reasons why they can't. So I haven't really given you too much, but yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. At this point. That's fair enough. I think the dogs can make it because their best is top four worthy. They're best when they are on top four worthy, just like against the demons in the third quarter. That was like 2016 finals, vintage Western Bulldogs. However, they're inconsistent as all heck. They got hammered mm. by the Tigers, and to be fair, everyone gets hammered by the Tigers. But they got smashed by the Saints, crushed by the Magpies, and they got annihilated by Carlton. All of those teams are good teams, but all of those teams, if you want to make finals, you have to be able to beat them, at least be close in those matches. And they weren't. They haven't been. When they lost, they've been hammered more often than not, which is the only thing I see that's going to stop them. And that's obviously Hurt's percentage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, uh, Melbourne. Uh, I think, again, it depends on which Melbourne shows up, right? And it depends as well. I think if Tom McDonald can produce consistently his 2018 form when he was one of the best players in the competition, 2017, 2018, when he was one of the best forwards, they can go anywhere, Melbourne. They might even win a final. Why not? You know, imagine that, me tipping them for the wooden spoon and then me saying that they could win a final. But they could, <laughs> right? They, they really could. However, they, if Tom McDonald can't, if they also, if they can't take advantage of Max Gorn's ruck dominance, because there's not many ruckmen that can beat Max Gorn, they have to take advantage of that, right? But that being said, they, they were doing really well when they didn't have, they were doing really well ro- roving off, um, whoever they had in the ruck this week. So, yeah. gee, yeah. Yeah, look, it's true. Their ruck stock is pretty impressive. Hey, Melbourne, mind sending mm. one of your ruckmen over to Essendon? But anyways, um, yeah, look, I think that's the reason. I think I think that's the D's. Uh, consistency is just their problem. I've yep. got them winning three of their last five. Yeah, okay. They have us so in the final that, round. That should be yeah, a good game. I think I've, I think I've given that to you guys at this point. Thank you. Um, let's. <laughs> uh, they've got St Kilda this week, which to Ooh. me St Kilda St Kilda will win. Then they've got Sydney, which they should be, they should win that around fifteen. They've got Fremantle. They should win that. They should win that. Um, then they've got GWS. I'm not sure about that. I I don't think I gave it to them. Um, and then yeah, Essendon in the last round, which I gave you guys. So. I'm saying three out of five. Takes them to nine wins. Then percentage might come into play there. So it'd be very interesting. But yeah. again, if percentage does come into play, it's the big losses that they've had early in the season that might hurt them. Uh, moving well, they're on. Sitting out of the, what is it? Out of, out of the five that we're talking about, GWS, yeah. Carlton, Melbourne, Western Bulldogs and Collingwood, they have the best percentage. Well, there you go. So, there you go. Anyway. Which one, where you, are we going next? Goes to show you how much I know about this. Um, we'll go to uh, Carlton. I'm most excited about this team. 
and I'm most excited about this uh, team yep. because they are in full control of their own destiny at the moment for the first time since 20, 2011. Really, they're in, they're, they're in control of their own destiny. 2013, they fell into the finals. You're welcome, Carlton. Um, <laughs> still salty about that. But anyways, um, look, no. I think, yeah. Can you tell? Uh, I think looking at their remaining fixtures, the only game that I can't see them winning is round 18. They have Brisbane. Uh, that game, they're not going to win. But I think they That's, can beat. I'm with I, you on that. I think that they can beat Collingwood, they can beat the Giants, they can beat the Swans, they can beat the Crows. And yep. I think that win those four games and they're in. They, yep. It's uh, when their big men play well, they play well. When their big men are curtailed, they don't play so well. So if, if, if opposition defense can lock down on Levi Casbolt, um, then Carlson's in trouble. Because yep. at the moment, there's not a lot of forward threat in the Carlton forward line. So I think that's the only thing that's stopping them from stopping me from saying that they will absolutely make September. But this is a mammoth game coming up against Collingwood. Speaking of Collingwood, let's get to the Magpies. Can they make it? Can't they? Uh, I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying, I'm saying no as well. They've, I've got them down for one out of their last four. Ooh, ooh! Hey, Colin was supporters. One, if you think four. if you think that's bad, I got you winning none. Going zero and four in the last month. How about that? Well, well, who they got? They got Carlton this week, which I reckon we both said that they'll lose. They got Brisbane um, the week after. They got Brisbane, which they'll they'll lose that one. Then they then have they've the got a bye. Then they which play the we'll give them points. We'll get we'll give them points for that. <laughs> Yeah, sure. They'll beat the bye, uh, and then they'll yep. play Gold Coast. It's got the Suns, and who they got in the last round? They got Port Adelaide. Adelaide. I'm giving, I'm giving them Gold Coast. I'm giving them Gold Coast. You know, the definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I must be insane because I keep tipping the Suns to win, and they keep letting me down in the last nine games or so, but it doesn't matter. The Suns will win that game. Collingwood will go zero and four. They won't make it, but they will make it if, if they can get some plays back from injury over the next couple of weeks and they can start grinding out games and they can actually start performing well against good teams. They played terribly against the Tigers for three quarters. They got hammered by the Eagles. They, okay, fine. They beat the Cats. That was a pretty good win, but that was an off night for Geelong. You can't really claim that because Geelong were playing pretty terribly. They've lost games that they should have won. Collingwood, and that's going to cost them. Their injury list is longer than my arm, to be perfectly honest. And <laughs> I don't. And then still side bottom, doing the right thing and going back, coming back home for his family and all that. Yep. Completely agree with it. But yep. it's just another one. So I think for Collingwood, write the season off, come back next year and try, have another crack. Yep, absolutely, totally agree with that. Uh, what if the Giants can GWS make it? Three out of five, I'm giving them. Three wins out of five, and that gives them nine wins as well. So, uh, by my calculations, no. My my seventh and eighth is the Dogs and Carlton. Based on what I've just worked out. Interesting. I think I have the same seventh and eighth as well. I'll say this, the Giants. They've got Fremantle, Carlton, Adelaide, Melbourne, St. Kilda. St. Kilda, I don't think they're going to win. 
on form and I don't think they're going to be Carlton, but Fremantle, Adelaide and Melbourne present them with the opportunity for wins and potentially with the Crows and the Dockers percentage boosting victories. However, they said that about the Sydney Swans two weeks ago, mm. two games ago. So if they head into this game thinking, oh, it's just going to be an easy win, they'll have another thing coming for them because the Dockers have looked awesome. I think the Giants are going to go winless in this last little stretch. And oh, I right. can't believe I've gone from tipping them to make the grand final to tipping them to go winless to end the season. But that's how disappointing they've been. I can't believe I tipped them to actually make the grand final. Against the Swans, they should have been goalless. They were lucky to kick those three goals. Um, yeah, look, it's just been a disappointing season for them. Speaking of disappointing season, the Bombers, um, we have, see if I can, I have this memorized, Hawthorne. Then we have West Coast, then we have Geelong, then we have Port Adelaide, and then we have Melbourne. Uh, on four, I gave you Melbourne earlier. Yep, on four. I'm not, that's I'm, not, one. I'm, I'm not giving you Hawthorne. <laughs> Surely that's more pride, though. Because right? <laughs> logically, logically, we should beat the Hawks, right? Oh, to be perfectly honest, I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. But yeah. we might have to have a Mars bar on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was, I'll say, I was going to bring. I was. I was going to bring it up later when we were talking about the round. But now that you bring it up, <laughs> look, I'm not. I'm just going to say this, right? I'm not a. I'm not a betting man. But if I was a betting man, I would be willing to bet. I'm just looking around my room for anything that I'd be willing to give away in case we lose. Um, I would be willing to give away my plastic water bottle at by the side of my bed if we lose. <laughs> Uh, so anyone who wants to claim one plastic water bottle, um, it's not a new plastic water bottle. I've, it's been used many times. Um, uh, you can just, I don't know, leave a comment, I guess, and I'll <laughs> ship it, ship it to you. I don't know, mail it to you. I don't know. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think Eston is going to make it. I don't think Eston is going to make it. I think we'll, we'll win. Here's what I, here's what I dread happening, right? Is that we'll start to get players back we'll beat Hawthorne, we'll beat Melbourne, and then we'll win two out of our remaining three games convincingly. And the one that we'll lose will be by like under a goal. Again, it will be a controversial decision that hurts us and we'll finish ninth. Yeah. Is Essendon the new Richmond? Uh, yes, it is. It is. It is. Uh, hopefully, uh, without yeah. a without a thirty seven year premiership drought, it'd be good if we can avoid that. Mm. Um, I just, I actually just saw something. Again, world famous, awesome research and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Twitter, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Running bounces for Essendon. This is where it's gone wrong, I think, for Essendon. Here mm. you go. Twenty eighteen, Sard had ninety five, averaging four point three a game. McKenna yeah. had forty eight, averaging yeah. two point six. In 2019, Saad had 51, averaging 2.3 a game. McKenna, 79, averaging 3.6. 2020, Saad, 8, averaging 0.7. McKenna, 11, averaging 1.8. There you go. I'll just leave that one with you and let you ponder that one. I don't want to ponder it anymore. Moving on. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that is a good stat. You can ponder it. I don't, don't want, I don't want to discuss. Thanks to Josh Kay for that. I don't want to discuss any any Essendon anymore. It's too depressing. By the way, got that idea from Frock Sports and from the Raw Two Great Footy websites uh, to follow football on. Totally recommend them. Uh, Tom Lynch, right? So he got off. Should he have been suspended this week? Should he have been suspended last week when he jumper-punched a Gold Coast Suns player? Should he have been suspended the week before when he pushed a player's head into the turf? He's got, he's got issues, hasn't he? I don't know what I, it I, is. I see, I see you, though, with, with Lynch. and I mean, I look at what Charlie Dixon – what happened with Charlie Dixon and Ben Stratton. Charlie Dixon gets – find um and that's even like not even that sort of thing so um i i don't know was it i I said at the time to a friend of mine yeah it's going to get looked at yeah we'll see what happens um was it there yeah it was there should have gone to the tribunal no i don't think it should have gone to the tribunal I, I don't know. I I hate commenting on stuff like this because I really don't understand how the tribunal is operating. I don't think and anyone does. No one does. that's where I think everything's at. The talk was that everyone's like, yep, no problem. I did watch on Footy Classified last night and I was having a good laugh at this. Sorry, on Monday night and said, if Tom Lynch suspended, then... I'll be giving up media commitments and all that sort of thing. And they had a good uh, good laugh at his night. And said, they turned around and said, everyone was just hoping that he'd get up there. Have a look at Matthew <laughs> Cook uh, from Monday night because it was quite funny and had a good chuckle with that. So... Should he have been suspended? He needs to pull his head in, that's for sure. He, it it almost reminds me of Tom Hawkins and his anger management problems uh, for Geelong, or if GWS were any good, Jeremy Cameron for the Giants, right? Both, you know, all three of them are big, powerful, strong forwards, hot headed at times, and I don't know what it is. Maybe they need to go to like a retreat um, when obviously travel is allowed. Uh, maybe they need to just go to like the uh, the uh, mountains in Tibet. In a hub. And go to a monastery. Go to go to a monastery hub in Tibet and just kind of just do in meditation. A hub. Just do meditation. Maybe maybe look online. Google. Yes, but they're in a hub. They yeah, train. But- they play. They do. That's it. Look, maybe, 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 right? Maybe in their free time, maybe they can actually, maybe they can actually look online to see if there's any online meditation retreats that they can do. I'm sure there is. There's plenty of them. I've got friends that are telling me they're doing yoga classes and all that sort of stuff online at the moment. I'm sitting there going, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Look, however, however people have to get through this pandemic, you do you, but I'm just saying if Tom Lynch doesn't get his anger in check, he's going to knock someone out, right? And with Andrew Gaff, the incident with uh, Brayshaw, 
Bradshaw, sorry, yeah. in 2018. Bradshaw. Is Bradshaw. Bradshaw was the ex-Brisbane and Sydney player. I always get the names confused. Yes. Um, the incident between those two, right, you could, you could tell that it was a mistake. I genuinely don't think Gaff meant to get him in the jaw. I thought he meant to get him in the chest, which would have caused probably a bit of damage as well, which is not great. Um, you know, you shouldn't be punching someone in general. Yep. But Tom Lynch, to you can't claim that it's an accident, right? And people saying like, oh, Michael Hurley was targeting his injured hand. And now I've heard people saying that Michael Hurley was targeting his injured hand. And I've heard people saying that he wasn't targeting his injured hand. And now I'm confused because I don't know which hand Tom Lynch had injured. Was it his left hand or his right hand? Because if it was, was his left hand, then Michael Hurley was targeting it. And Tom Lynch was, um, was uh, fighting back, right? And if he, if he wasn't, then Tom Lynch was just striking him for apparently no reason. Now say this, it almost reminds me last year of the Zach Merritt, Nick Nat Nui incident in the elimination final, where Zach Merritt pulled Nat Nui's hair and Nat Nui responded by shoving him in, in, into the fence at Optus, yeah. right? Obviously, don't go around pulling people's hair. That's not on, right? And I think that he should, probably should have been suspended for that because that's just not on. But don't go shoving people into fences. You know what I mean? No, exactly. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. And same, right? If you're targeting an injured player's hand, then yeah, you know, get fined or maybe get suspended for it or whatever. But you can't shove someone's throat. And people are saying like, oh, there wasn't a lot of force. It's the neck. How much force do you need to do a lot of damage? Exactly. Like, yeah. I would have thought they would have been all more relaxed these days, to be mm. perfectly honest. So, but anyway. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he needs to go back to the Gold Coast. He's, He's on the Gold Coast right now. Not, who knows? Yeah, look, who, who knows? knows? He's just getting... Who knows? It's just getting frustrated. So much going on. So yeah, I don't know. I just need yeah. to take a bit of a chill pill. Absolutely, totally agree. Moving on, which teams are best yep. placed to tackle the upcoming footy festival? We got another one of them coming up. I didn't even realize. We do. It's something like uh, rounds uh. 14 through 16. So you got round 14 starting this uh, Thursday. And then you Thursday. have the following round starting on Tuesday. I'm just double checking when the round after that starts. So you got round 14 starting on Thursday. Saturday. Round 15 starting Tuesday, round 16 starting Saturday. And then round 17 and 18 are normal. So as normal as you can get. Well, as normal as you can get. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So which teams are best placed? Why, why not? Who's on first? Who's on second? Hey, who's, no- 
Say who's not. Uh, West Coast and Fremantle, I don't think, will be very well placed because they're moving out of Optus Stadium. Yep. I think. Um, I think they both are, at least, anyway. They are. Yeah. Uh, um, I have five since you... Um, and all that sort of stuff. Like, they're going to be in a prime position ready to go um, come the end of the season, I think. And and the fact they don't have to travel as much, I suppose. I mean, Essendon's, what, playing it, playing a game at the Gabba. Um, who have they got? Who's the other one? They're, well, I mean, they're playing Adelaide Oval, then the Gabba. Um, then the Gabba. Then Adelaide. So, they're, okay, so they've got a couple of trips backwards and forwards and and all that sort of stuff, but um, to Adelaide. But I think that I think it's I think yeah, the teams are going to make sense. We look. I'll say this about Essendon. If you're saying Essendon, I'll say this about Essendon. We play Adelaide Oval really well. We can't play it off the stadium, but we play Adelaide Oval really, really well. I remember we won our first game there. It was a great game, 2014. The power was flying high. They were like top of the ladder. Essendon were like, you know, our normal position, which is like mediocre. We were like ninth or something. And we won by two points. I couldn't believe it. And neither could the power crowd. They were absolutely furious. It was great to watch on TV. And we rarely lose at the Adelaide Oval, especially against Port Adelaide. I can't. I think the only time we've lost at the Adelaide Oval while playing Port Adelaide was in 2016. And in our defense, 2016 was the year where we were the Frankenstein team. The mismatch of other teams rejects. And so every, you know, we lost almost everyone that year. I think Port Adelaide are best placed because looking at their last five games, it's hard to see them losing four or five games. It's hard to see them losing one. And if they are in a position where the final week or two, they can rest players. That's fantastic. That's great. They're in a position where they could drop one or two games and with their superior percentage still finish in the top four, they would want a top two, but if they finish top four, that's still okay. So for me, it's Port. Yeah, fair enough. I can I can see that it's teams that won't have to travel as much. I don't think, or um, or have that consistent period of play. Yeah, exactly. I think they're the ones that will end up being the, the most. They'll get the most out of these next next four or five weeks. Yep, I agree with that. Final talking point: Should the AFL take the Dreamtime game to the NT again? We discussed this already, so let me rephrase the question: How frequently? Should the AFL take the Dreamtime game to the NT? Can they play a Dreamtime? Can they play a Dreamtime game at at the MCG and then play one at, in Darwin? I was going to say that. I was going to say that because that would help balance out the ninety thousand people that they get at the MCG. So they could still get ninety thousand. I think every year, Essendon and Richmond should clash somewhere in the NT, either in Darwin or Alice. And every year... No, nah, it has to be in Darwin. Like, why not Alice? I don't th- not the Alice. 
let let Melbourne and Adelaide play in the Ellis or something like that. That's fine. But Darwin's where where it all is and all that sort of thing. So I'm I reckon Darwin's got to be the Melbourne Richmond one, uh, Essendon Richmond one. Sorry. Interesting. So maybe in which case, because I was going to say, I was going to say if you want to, because I know Essendon for the AFLW team when we submitted our application to join the AFLW competition part of that submission was a NT aspect to it. Yeah, so we'd okay. play games, home games in Melbourne, but also in the NT. And it'd be like split between Alice and Darwin. Again, this is something that I've read like three years ago, so I could be very wrong about this. But it would, it, it would I think, help prepare the NT for a team eventually from there uh, entering into the competition. Um, which I think is very exciting. We saw the same thing with Gold Coast, uh, yep. with North Melbourne playing home games up there for a few years. And I think even Richmond had a couple of home games up there as well for a little while before the Suns joined. Um, and we'll, we'll most likely see that with Tasmania over the next few seasons as Hawthorne and North Melbourne leave, there'll be a new team to step in. I think that if Essendon and Richmond playing in Darwin and in Alice can help lay the groundworks for a an AFL team to be launched there. Uh, yep. I think that would be great. And I remember reading somewhere that if there is going to be a Darwin team, it's going to be split between the two cities, Darwin and Alice Springs. And I think that that's a great idea. And I think that that's why I think every single year it should be reversed. So maybe like every single year when it's Richmond who plays Dreamtime in Melbourne as a home team. It could be Essendon who plays the NT Dreamtime and they can play their home games in Darwin. And then the next year it's Essendon hosting the Melbourne game and then Richmond can take it to Alice Springs. That way there's not one team in particular that's disadvantaged with the lack of crowd in the NT financially. Kind of hits both teams more or less equally. Um, and that way hopefully you get less bickering from both clubs. Um, well, I can hear people throwing their things at the radio now because, um, but I want to watch the game. I want to watch this. They're my team. Is, we're not the NT Bombers. We're not the NT Tigers. We're the Richmond Tigers. We're the Essendon Bombers and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't. I know what you're saying. I definitely think it needs to be on the cards in some way, shape or form. Whether it's a dream time clash between Essendon and Richmond or whether they get a new one between Hawthorne and uh, Hawthorne Port Adelaide. I'm just throwing those two names up because both of them, have, like I mean, the Burgoynes yeah. and all that sort of stuff, have got a got the correlation there. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas up and all that sort of thing. But there definitely needs to be, I think, a few more matches being played up there uh, for premiership points. And you see what they've done and how good it's been. Um, but yeah, definitely a Sir Doug Nichols round. Whether you play the whole round up, fun, or like you play Townsville, Darwin, Alice, whether you can get that sort of thing happening. Um, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. There's there's just a thought. That's a good idea. I'd like to see the AFL. I'd like to see the AFL. To be honest, move, take a couple of games regionally as well. Yeah, but I know that's great. not gonna. I, I don't. I know that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, but I'm just thinking like, uh, I think it'd be a fantastic thing to see and and take those three ten, cities. They're probably your three most indigenous. I mean, you, there's no footy being played in Broome, so you probably couldn't go there. But yeah. That part of the that part of the um, 
country, I think needs to, if we have an Indigenous round where you can do those three cities, use those three cities. And we've seen this year, haven't we? You can play multiple games on a ground at each, on the on weekends. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Metricon looks terrible, but everything, every all the other grounds look fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor so, Metricon. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah. Um, so look, there's, there's scope. They should be able to do it. Yeah, I agree. Although I don't know if Townsville has a footy ground. Uh, they considering do. how Cazales. NRL... Isn't that in... Cazales Stadium? Isn't that in Cairns? That's in Cairns, isn't it? Oh, is it Cairns? Yeah, I think oh, so. Darn it. What have I done? Hang on. Let, me just, let me just consult uh, <laughs> Professor Google here. Uh, Cairns, uh, Cazales... Sydney are playing Melbourne there next weekend. Yep. So Cazales Stadium is indeed in Cairns. Cairns. Right. I apologize. Sorry. No, Cairns, that's okay. Cairns will, you know what you know what I was getting at. Yeah, general 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 <laughs> vicinity. Yeah. No, I got it's it. Up north far north Queensland. Yeah, exactly. Just somewhere. Somewhere. Cheer, cheerio to all our Queensland fans <laughs> on their podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the sort of thought that's the sort of thought. I mean you could be and you could play games up there. Yeah. You could play absolutely. between the three grounds. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. I like it. Uh, we should discuss the round 14 games the first round of the second big footy bash style thing this season uh the two teams having the bye this round are the crows and the lions so they get a week's rest maybe brisbane can actually adelaide gets a win on the board yeah adelaide hey you got points well done hey you won a game well done we'll hold may not matter yeah, we'll, we'll cheers you tonight. That's for sure, Adelaide. Because um, this is the only victory you'll get this season. Maybe that's a little I, bit I rough. Feel like, I, feel like, I feel like Drew Carey. Yeah. Point off whose line is it anyway? And the points don't matter. <laughs> Man, imagine if he that's was it. listening to this. This <laughs> That would be incredible. Um, Mr. Carey, we love you. Anyways, uh, football. What were you talking about? Footy, right. Thursday, uh, Hawthorne versus Essendon at the Adelaide Oval. About uh, early, yeah, about four forty. Weird, weird time Adelaide, slot. Adelaide time that is. Yeah, very weird time slot. Uh, this should be very interesting. I'll let you go first. <laughs> All right, I'm honest right now. Are we putting a Mars bar on this game? Um, we'll put a, Hawthorne. You, I'm saying Hawthorne's going to win. Do you like Kit Kats? Oh, Kit Kat, Mars Bar, confectionery of some description? Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Hawthorne will win it by uh, three goals. We'll find a way to kick goals. Interesting. Uh, I just think that Hawthorne, the only problem, well, the only problem, one of the problems with you guys at the moment is that you can't stop teams transitioning. And that's the one thing that Essendon, when we play well, we can do really, really well, which is why Essendon will win by 26 points. It'll be interesting if Captain Mick uh, Pinch face Captain Pincherton. Wow. Wow. We'll make a return. We'll see if he wow. returns or not. <laughs> we'll see if he returns or not. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. But I think Essendon, um, Essendon are just too good. So I think, I hope, I pray we win and if not um 
Uh, yes. I'm looking forward, if we lose, I'm looking forward to the barrage of text messages from you. I will no doubt get. Uh, Richmond versus West Coast at Metricon Stadium. The um, other game on Thursday. This is a good game of football. And I know I've said before, I don't trust the Eagles in Queensland. But West Coast are more of a top four threat in mind than Richmond are because West Coast have less flaws than the Tigers do. Which is why the Eagles will win by four points in the game of the yeah, year. I don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. In, I, I don't know. I don't like West Coast traveling to Queensland. I don't like Richmond. Just in general. Yep. <laughs> you got that feeling? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Look, I'm going to probably um, pick, I'm probably going to pick Richmond purely because West Coast are going to have to travel. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. And Mum. that's, and I mean, yes, Richmond have traveled back from Darwin, but it's a smaller one. Mum, mum, I know, I know you're going to be listening to this podcast, right? I love you. Please don't disown me, but I am sick and tired of Richmond winning. Just give it a break. Have another 37 year drought. Just, just give it a break for a little bit. <laughs> Let another team win the premiership. Oh dear, I'm not saying that we're going to win the premiership, but I don't think they'll win. I don't. I don't think they'll, they're going to have to. They're going to beat West Coast on Thursday night. I'm just sick and tired of Richmond with their bravado theme song. We get it. We get it. Your show offs. You wear black and yellow. We get it. You know, big tigers tough. Well, it wasn't too long ago that you guys were toothless tigers, not ruthless Richmond. But anyways. All right, come on. I need to move you on because you're getting caught in a, in a wheel here. <laughs> Friday, the Bulldogs and Geelong at Metricon Stadium. Um, just because of how inconsistent the Bulldogs have been and how consistent Geelong have been of late, Geelong will win this by 20 points. I want to say the dogs. I do. Um, let's hope that it rains... Rains, cats, and dogs up at, at uh, Metricon this week as well. But no, I, I think Geelong will win. But I do want to see the dogs win. My uh, my puns are rubbing off on you. I can tell. That's <laughs> all right. It's a, in a punny day. so <laughs> It's been a very punny podcast, that's for sure. Port yeah. Adelaide versus Sydney at the Adelaide Oval Saturday afternoon yeah. football. Uh, this is probably one of the few games this weekend that it's really easy to tell who's going to win, um, or at least it should be. Port Adelaide win by 29 points. They're on top of the ladder. Sydney aren't. And Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide are really good, and Sydney aren't. If Port Adelaide are going to win back any respect, I suppose because they got pushed by Hawthorne, Port Adelaide need to win by about seven or eight goals here. Ooh. I can't oh. see... <laughs> They've got the the backs that will stop Papley. They they're just nah. Port Adelaide, yeah. Set Port Adelaide seven or eight. I don't know if uh, you guys can hear this through my microphone or not, but my dog is going crazy outside. Apparently, she's heard that I tipped the cats. She's not happy yeah. about that word at all. She's going. Your what fault. the heck? You've tipped the cats. That is outrageous. That is unacceptable. No owner of mine is going to tip the cats over the dogs. I'm sorry, Mixie. The dogs are going to lose. Anyways, Fremantle <laughs> Giants uh, at Optus Stadium. Uh, because this is at Optus Stadium, you going Freo? I 
so yeah, I'm going Fremantle. And I also I'm going Fremantle because they have shown more this season than the Giants have. And I can't believe I'm yeah. saying this, but the Dockers by 17 points, and I'm being generous to the Giants with that one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're far wrong there. I'm going. I'm going to go Freo as well. They are trash. The Giants trash. The Ferrari's been banged up too the much. The Ferrari went around the corner a little too quickly, and now it's in the repair shop. It's going to take a few weeks to get repaired, and by then the season will be done. The Ferrari is officially out of petrol. The petrol station is closed. Anyways, moving on from the terrible puns. This is going to be interesting, though. I'm excited for this one. Heaven versus hell. The Saints versus the Demons. In the nation's heart. Alice Springs. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be beautiful. The sky is going to be gorgeous as it always is. St. Kilda by 24 points. And I think Melbourne will start to regret the third quarter fade out against the Dogs. And they'll start to regret it at around about the time that this game finishes because they'll lose to the Saints and their finals hopes will just drift a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. But hey, Melbourne fans, I've been wrong about you guys before. Who knows? You could win. You could win by 100 points. You could lose by 100 points. Who knows? It's Melbourne. Nobody knows what's going on with this team. Who do you think? St. Kilda. <laughs> yep. uh, I, think, I think the Demons will have a demon of a day. And uh, yep. yeah, the Saints will just uh, rise up like you wouldn't believe and, and win this one. Yep, absolutely. The Saints will go marching in and the Ds will have a disastrous day. I've been reading too many football puns. Sunday afternoon, the clash of the most fierce rivalry in footy. Carlton versus Collingwood at the Gabba. Massive game. Massive implications for who makes finals and who doesn't. And I'm tipping Carlton to win against Collingwood for the first time, I think, since 2016. You know what? We're not tipping a lot different here, but I'm going Carlton too. I like what they're doing at the moment. They're doing a lot right, and they're doing some fantastic things. So um, definitely think that they will get across the line on this one. Yep, I agree. It's going to be an, an interesting game. It's going to be a close, tight game, but the loss of steel side bottom is just going to be too much for Collingwood to cover. Um, and like like you said, totally agree with the fact that the decision that he's made, um, and I wish his um, I wish his partner the best with the birth. Hope it all goes well, and an early congratulations. Hope it all goes well. Um, can't wait to see the baby pictures on social media. Babies are so cute. Uh, Gold Coast versus North Melbourne Metricon Stadium. Uh, because this is at Metricon, yeah. Uh, because it's at Metricon Stadium and because the Kangaroos are the second worst team in football comfortably, Gold Coast will win by, I originally wrote down 75 points, but it's a little bit exaggerated. I'll go 15 points. Just a little bit exaggerated. You've taken 10 goals off the margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> what know. are you doing? I know. I know. I know. Look, if, yeah, this game okay, was going... played, if this game was played six weeks ago, I would tip the Suns by 75 points. But they're tired. Yeah, fair point. Yep. Now, I'm going Gold Coast too. Should be an interesting one, to say the least. Yep. Michael, Very much so. thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Through the Banner podcast. I hope uh, I would I would wish you luck, uh, but I'm not going to. 
It's oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. If, is, that what, is that where it's come to now? Okay. Look, look. Pity look, I can't look. walk out, out on the studio from you. <laughs> look, right. I, I, I wish the Hawks well for the rest of the season, just not this weekend. If I see, if I, if you see just a message come up with an address, that's yeah. where I'm expecting yep. you to send me the chocolate, okay? Fair enough. You can buy me a chocolate when we see each other next, whenever that may be, <laughs> which at this stage might be 2022. But anyways, hope you have a wonderful weekend. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and we'll see you next week. Bye.